Welcome back, everyone. Today is episode 31. We have my dear friend, Kate Caraco, and she is a fantastic author, mommy. She owns a couple businesses with her hubby. She's just fantastic, and I love her. And I usually <sighs> let everyone introduce themselves. I met Kate through yoga. Go yes. figure. And then turns out we have all of these weird connections. It's very strange. <laughs> yeah, people connected he, at back in New York, in Colorado. Yeah, it's so weird. But so yeah, Kate, so tell us a little bit about yourself and tell us about your book, Thinking Like a Boss, which I was so sad. So I purchased this book and I read it and I loved it. And of course, like your mindset is everything. And I don't think, I don't think anyone really truly grasps that. Like still I say it, but sometimes I talk very negatively to myself and say some not so nice things. I think we all are guilty of it. I'm not alone. So um, just fill us in. Tell us a little bit. Something that I don't know. (laughs) Oh, something you don't know. Maybe something you don't know is this past year being stuck in, I shouldn't say stuck inside, being inside because we weren't stuck inside, being inside and going through so many of these different emotions with what's going on in the world and everything. I have had this epiphany. Part of me actually considered maybe I don't even want to work anymore. Maybe I just want to be like a stay-at-home mom and write books because it's really just shown me how important family is to me and how important the kiddos are. And that's a little bit about what the next book will be about. It's very different than the first because the first was like, let's hustle, let's work our mindsets, which is the next one is also about, but the first one is very business oriented. And the next one doesn't talk about business at all. So yeah, there's, I guess what you don't know about me right now is there's a lot of shifts happening. A lot of things are changing. Yeah. I feel like growth comes with change. Change comes with growth and you either welcome it. You welcome the discomfort or you hide in it and you just become a smaller version of yourself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was an uncomfortable year. It it probably was, this time last year, it was like probably one of the hardest times that I have had. Just with like home stuff and family and fears. But now I feel like I'm like, wow, this is nice. This is where I want to be right now. And I think the thing with mindset and the thing with life is that I always say alignment is always changing for us. So this time last year, even though there were fears and things that I was going through, I did very much still feel like I was in alignment in many areas. But when you step out of it and you're like, oh, I'm growing. And now that's no longer in alignment for me. This new thing is different. And this new thing is what's in alignment. Do you like feel like it's like identities? Like we all have these identity is punch identifies as a hairstylist she used to identify as owning parts of these business these parts of these businesses sorry I'm like to be clear I still own parts of the businesses (laughs) well okay I just am not employed by them (laughs) that's still punch one of punch's identities I just when I identify as like a yoga teacher someone who is spiritual and has faith and then I identify as someone who really loves to get down to some Lil' Kim and Biggie Smalls. There's just like this range of who we are. 
and like you said, sometimes our our alignments change and it, and it starts to to shift. And like Punch doesn't want kids right now. She doesn't want kids. She's. I didn't think I did either. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Twenty eight oh, feels um, so. I bet for you too. It feels so long ago. So long ago. Oh, That's when guys, I started I just, my glow I'm up. Just not interested. For me, Girl. children chose me. Oh, hmm. oh, how's that? Tell Every, us about that. All three babies chose me. Yeah. Well, I just, before we go down this road, I just wanted to say I'm very now excited to read your book because I feel like I resonate with what you were talking about with the message of your first book. And I think, Alo, we should definitely do like a compare and contrast when her next one comes out. Yes. Oh, I would love that. Because Punch and I sometimes review books too on the oh. podcast. <laughs> okay. I need to going. learn to think like a boss. Sorry. Go, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Oh, I have her book. When I unpack, I'll give it to you to read. Because <laughs> everything is in boxes. <laughs> I can mail you a copy too. Oh. Yeah. Just send me your address. I will send you my address. I love to have my own copies of things. Yeah. Because then That's you can true. underline. There's like writing. Yeah. There's prompts and stuff too in the book. Okay. So now that we're on the topic of the book, cause I want to hear about the kids too, but what was your whole writing process? What? Okay. So I know that you were a mental health therapist. Yeah. I was a licensed clinical social worker. Nice. In yep. Manhattan. So yep. what did you, all right. So talking about things that align, did you just wake up one day and you were like, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to do this commute. I hate coming to the city. It's hard. It's rough. These people are assholes. And you just decided you want to like do your own thing. You just, you don't miss New York. York. Yeah. I was like, you don't miss New York at all. (laughs) Not really. No. Sometimes I do. I miss the energy, but when you're there every day, it's a grind. Yeah. Yeah. So I think again, every, as we grow in life and as, even as we age, I think that our priorities and our perspective changes. And I thought I want to have a private therapy practice and that will be it for that will be my dream job. And then I got there and I loved what I did, but slowly, and I talk about it in the book, it just evolved into a coaching business. And there still were a lot of hurdles in getting it started, but it really just was this like natural progression because I was, I had the practice and people were asking like, how do you start a business? How do you deal with the mindset like the fears and limiting beliefs you experience as business owners. So it, again, like just how children chose me, I feel like my businesses have chose me too. And I think when we can surrender and allow life to just unfold like that for us and accept it and not resist even like the hardships, I think we end up stepping into like where we're really supposed to be. Sit home, girl. We just covered yesterday's episode that came out was the surrender experiment by Michael Singer. Everybody says this to you. Everybody says it over and over again. You just have to surrender and let be what will be. Don't force anything. And look what happens. But how many people sit here and force it and fight it? Yeah, and it never works. I, I think that control feels comfortable and even though are you listening page i'm thinking aloe you're very controlling (laughs) (laughs) 
I think we all are. I will say that. No, but yeah. you said that. And actually my first real thought was, oh God, Ted. <laughs> my yeah. ex. He's like oh, yeah. gripping to the sense of what he wants his reality to be and like not accepting life. It's very sad. Yeah. And I am too controlling too. Kate knows. It's... I don't think, I've, I haven't seen that side of you. It's there. <laughs> we love that side too. I think <laughs> though, in a I, good way. I think control also can manifest. I don't think we ever release it. I think it's always there in different areas. Like when I think back before I married my husband, I was very controlling of what I wanted that outcome to be. Honestly, like ultimatums, like we need to get married and you need to go get a ring or I'm going to. Did you give Andrew ultimatums? Yeah, but we also, we've known each other since we were 16 years old. So I know you guys are so cute. By the time I was 27, I was like, come on, I'm ready. 11 years. (laughs) I just want my pretty sparkly ring. And it is really pretty. Thank you. And now you have the three most beautiful babes. Oh my God. Thank you. But I think that control just plays out in different ways. I think back even when I was a teenager and when I was in middle school, like that control was with my weight and the way that I looked. And then maybe once you're in that relationship, then the control comes out in your work or your health. But I think ultimately we do it because it makes us feel comfortable. And I think especially in 2020 until now, I think control has come out even more in people in different ways. Punch and I talk about that all the time about surround yourself with people who believe in the same things that you do, who align with the same things that you do. And also we talk about the opposite spectrum of that where I was just going to yes. say, and the opposite and not. <laughs> yeah. And then we also say surround yourself with people who make you uncomfortable and take you yeah. out of your comfort zone and that you can have a conversation with though. That's the difference. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think it's one step further than that. It's, it's not about whether people believe or don't believe the same things as you. It's can we respect mm-hmm. what everybody else is believing in? And if you can sit here and vehemently disagree with me, but still respect me and treat me like a person, then we're good. Yeah. In, oh, my, I- in my book, for the most part. Yeah. I tried to follow right. like on in- Instagram accounts that I align with, but also accounts that make me feel really uncomfortable. Ooh, ooh, I like that. Because I want to see their perspective. I want to understand like why they think that and why, where they're coming from. Instead of just like listening to what I want to hear, that feels comfortable. Again, we don't like, we don't like um, feeling uncomfortable. Yeah. Wait, so let me ask you, what kind of accounts do you follow? I'm just curious. Need to know. I guess I'll, I won't name them on here. I can send you some, but I would say just accounts that are very far leaning and accounts that are very far leaning left in all beliefs. I could get down with that. I actually do a little bit of the same thing. I feel like it's super helpful. That's alignment is also just not asking permission Mm -hmm. and just showing up however you can. And not feeling, oh, I'm limited. Like, I can't do this because I have a baby. And quite honestly, with my first, I really did feel that way. Oh, that wouldn't be professional. I have to know things a certain way. But you learn. You just do what you can do and that's it. Or else you don't get anything done. You don't let it limit you. Yeah. 
and then you won't miss out on opportunities either. Okay, so we totally veered from the book. So what sparked it? <laughs> yeah, so I always wanted to write a book, actually. I have always loved to write. I've never been the best writer. So I need to like overly edit myself. It takes me many rounds of going, like a paragraph could take me, I don't know, a day to, cause I write and then I go back and I edit and I edit. Um, and then you're like second guessing yourself. And then you've read it so many times. You're like, does this even make sense? Yeah. Yeah. And I'll say the first book thinking like a boss, the editing process was really hard because I felt like in many ways I was worrying too much about what other people would think. Um, trying to filter some things. Here's the thing. When you write, no matter what, people will always be offended. So when I, when that book released, I had people saying it did not have enough God in it because it came from a Christian publishing house. Like we expected there to be more. And then that's also annoying because who's to judge my level of God. Yeah. Yeah. Your entire department. Sorry, I'm going to pop in here. So (laughs) I won't use names, but Kate's publisher is one of my very close friends and the entire department that she's developed, their whole purpose is to create books for a Christian publisher that aren't about specifically faith Yeah. so that you can learn and receive messages from people that share your faith but it's not always, that's not the core message of the book, or at least that's my understanding of it. So that's like kind of annoying. I love that. Yeah. So you're able to reach people who maybe you wouldn't have reached before, who may be open to maybe not exactly your direct beliefs, but maybe it will open them up to spirituality or a different journey that they're going to go on. So Yeah. So some people read it and said, there's not enough God in it. Other people read it and said they were offended by certain things I said, which I won't get into on here. Yeah. So no matter what, no one's going to be happy. So the next book. Can't please everyone, right? No. The next book I decided I'm not filtering myself at all. I'm just. Yes. It was honestly like one big divine download. I just wrote, there was no filter. There was definitely a lot of editing, but there's no filter. That's amazing. Um, Oh my God. Good for you. Thank you. So I'm excited to see how this one does, but back to, I I, I can go off on a tangent very easily. Oh, us too, but it's fine. (laughs) Especially when I haven't talked to you in a long time too. We love a tangent, but I never thought that publishing could be possible for me. And like I say, with anything, like anyone could publish a book, you just have to create a really strong mindset and a really thick skin and be okay with rejection multiple times. Like I wrote my first proposal because first what you do is you write a proposal if people don't know. And what that is, is basically a marketing plan that talks about the book you want to write This is perfect because I, like you, have always wanted to write a book. Yes. Me too, actually. So 
So, yeah, so this is great. Keep tips going. and tricks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And actually on, on my podcast, I went, I did a series because I get this question all the time. Like, where do you start with writing a book? So on my podcast, I have a whole, I think it was a four part series on like how to do it, but essentially you write this marketing plan and you have two to three chapters written of your book and you pitch it to literary agents. And then what literary agents do is they'll go through it with you. They'll edit it with you. They'll get it perfectly polished. So then they can start trying to sell it to a publishing house. So along the process, you are going to be rejected by literary agents before you get one. And you might be rejected a hundred times. I probably sent out a good 80 query letters. That's what you call it. And I had two people say that they wanted to work with me out of all those other people. And again, you're going to get your book is, so for me, it was like, your book is not Christian enough or not faith-based enough to other people. It was your book. Did you know, sorry, I don't don't mean to interrupt, but did you know that you wanted to publish with a Christian publisher or did that happen? I went back and forth. Okay. Because when I first decided to write the book, I actually wanted the book to be for everyone. I didn't think I wanted to specifically publish it as a Christian. So I only pitched to just general non-Christian literary agents. And then I was like, maybe I do want it to be a faith-based book. Like maybe, because that's a huge part of mindset for me, a huge part of my life. So then I started pitching it to Christian agents. And then that's when I was getting like, oh, it's not really Christian enough. Um, And then I found the perfect literary agent and I knew right away it was going to be her. And then we decided that it was going to be a faith-based book, pitched it to only Christian publishing houses, had a few offers, but really felt like Baker was the one for me. And We decided after I wrote the whole book as a faith-based book, we decided at the last minute to change it to a general audience book. So we actually rewrote a lot of the book before we published it. So it was a little bit of a process. But they still publish mostly faith-based. Sorry. So it was, it had, it was actually like heavy with like scripture verses and a lot of stories about my faith. And Mm -hmm. after I handed it in as a team, we decided let's actually like, we think we could reach more people if we turn this into a general audience book. So how did you feel about that? Were you like at first upset? Yes. Okay. I had a feeling. Because yeah. it takes a lot of time too. And that's a lot of your tone, your undertone. Yeah. So at first I was just, yeah, I'll just be really truthful in here. At first I was upset because it felt like that was like the full recipe of mindset for me. That was, it's not just do these techniques, but also have whatever spiritual practices for you. And I didn't have to cut it completely out, but 
yeah, my gut at first was, I don't want to change it. But then I started telling myself as we all tell each other, we tell ourselves stories. Will they think I'm lazy? And it's just that I don't want to take the time to change it. So looking back, I probably, I don't know what I would have done. I'm not sure. But if I was asked that question today, I would have kept, if I had that, that choice again, I would have kept it how it was at first. So that's why this next book, I'm like super unapologetic and don't filter myself at all. That's interesting. I would love to see what scriptures you've used, but we can sidebar. Yeah, I've got that old manuscript somewhere. (laughs) Nice. Okay, so back to the manuscript. So the first tip and trick is to write all these query letters. Yeah, yeah, have your proposal. Write the letters, send them out to different literary agents and a really... People are always like, how do you find a literary agent? And my biggest tip, it's a lot of work, but it helps. It works. Go to Barnes and Noble or any books, whatever bookstore you have, find the books that are most similar to what you want to write. Look in the back of the book at the acknowledgement section. And most of the time, if people had a good experience with their literary agent and their publishing house, they'll thank them there. So then take that name, Google it and look for an email address. Oh my God, that's brilliant. I would never have thought of that. So you can do that or there are like lists that you can buy. Mine ended up not coming from a book, but a list that somebody had given me and she was, I'm, that was the best decision I made was going with her. Oh, this is amazing. I love to hear this. Yeah. So people don't realize too, is that writing a book, it takes a lot of time. So I, the book that I'm writing today will come out in March of 2022. And that contract we signed for that book in September of 2018. One thing I also want to say is that I know for a lot of women, I feel like every single woman has a book in her and it can be a really discouraging process to find a literary agent. There are people who are the most brilliant writers, much better writers than I am, who for whatever reason, maybe it's after the third no, they decide to quit. Keep going, keep asking, because eventually you probably will get a yes. But if you're discouraged and if you're like, I don't want to do this anymore, just self-publish your book. Get your book you out can, there. You can just do that on Amazon, right? Yep. That's what my workbook is. My workbook is self-published. So that was like the second part of the Thinking Like a Boss book. Mm-hmm. It takes it each chapter even deeper. But the second, so the workbook we self-published and it was such an easy process. Like it's really? very, it, yeah, it's so intimidating to think about publishing a book, but honestly, Anyone can do it on Amazon. There's just like a few things you have to get set up. If you're good with tech stuff, it will be simple for you. But you can publish your book today. You don't have to wait for someone else to approve of it. Yeah, we talked to this gal who's a good friend of mine, Chelsea, a few episodes. Actually, it was like halfway back. That's crazy. Towards the middle of this process so far. And she just got published. She just got picked up by 
oh god i'm never gonna remember the name but whoever did chicken soup for the soul that publishing oh, house wow. yeah which is very exciting but she was having the hardest time getting a publisher i say the hardest friend. time but like we're 28 and i think she only decided to do this like within the past two to three years so i guess it wasn't like it could have been a much more uphill battle but she was trying really hard and reaching out to a bunch of people but where was i going with this she didn't use a literary agent. Oh. She chose not to. So she was having an even more difficult time, like getting her foot in the door. Oh my God, um, that's brave. Yeah. But her like fallback from what I understand was to do the self-publish. She chose not to use a literary agent. I actually had connected her with Beck for a while and she like had everything done. She's like, can't believe that this is this good. And she's not using an agent. Yeah. She's very good. But yeah. the whole process sounds so, it's like you said, it can seem a little intimidating for sure. Yeah. If you go and Google like famous authors who were rejected, like JK Rowling, I think it was, I think it was like a hundred or 200 times. Ridiculous to wow. think that Harry Potter did was, not almost exist. Like, I think, I think she sold like a hundred million books or maybe it's more, maybe it's some ridiculous number. She has theme parks, essentially, right? She has to get money from that. But how brilliant is she? I'm sorry. I just love Harry Potter. I know Punch does too. And it's like, how brilliant is she that she dreamt of this world and made it? What the fuck? Did you yeah. just turn around to try and look at your Harry Potter books that are packed up? Yeah, they're packed up. <laughs> I saw you turn. You were like going to where they used to be. And then you came right back. I'm like, she's looking for them she imagine if she gave up right that's there are these incredible writers out there and people with incredible stories who it's like make me do it now yeah don't and here's the other go ahead sorry punch and i have these amazing women on our podcast and then they just make us do things like buy houses write books no big deal the other thing too is if people are really stuck on wanting a traditional publisher, you could self-publish. I know this has happened to people. And then let's say you are selling really well and you're selling thousands and thousands of copies. Publishers might just pick you up also. They might take that book and say, hey, we'll publish it through our publishing house and we'll give you, we'll back it. We'll give you the marketing all of that stuff to help you get it out there even more. Uh, all right. I'm going to do it. It's like Sarah. We just had Sarah on and she self-published her coloring book. I know Sarah. <gasps> yes. I didn't know you guys knew each other. Since like middle school. My girls are obsessed with her coloring book. And it's, it's so crazy. Cause it's like the thinnest coloring book they have, but, it's but so for, cute. for whatever reason, they will not put it down and they have never spent this amount of time in one coloring book. It's like the way that she set it up. I hope that people go and buy her coloring book, by the way. Me too. It's amazing. I bought it. I'm using it. Yeah. And it's great because it's for kids and adults. Like I sit there and color Mm -hmm. with them, but the way that she set it up with, you can trace on the back too. It -hmm. just invites you to spend more time. I love it because I feel like we need that message of less is sometimes a lot more because relatives will get them these coloring books that are this thick and they literally just pull one page out and throw it. And I end up throwing them out or giving them away. So self-publishing. Yeah. I think that, like you said, every woman has a story in her. And I think that it's important to 
tell yourself you can do these things because it's the negative self-talk in you that when you say that you can't do these things that like you actually can't, like you're stopping yourself totally. from doing it. Yeah. If you tell yourself you can't, you won't do it. I know. And I, I say this in the book too, is that sometimes it's scary to say those dreams out loud and you might feel like there were times where I felt, this sounds so silly, but I felt like I was like being like Kanye West. I felt like I was just like saying these wild things that people would think would never come true. But I was willing to embarrass myself because I really believed that if I did what I needed to do, that they would come true. So like with, when I was pregnant with my second, I said, I signed my literary agent and I said, I want to have a book deal by the time I push this baby out, which was six months from them. And a lot of people said, that's not really a lot of time. Like even my agent said that six months is not a lot of time to pitch a book, but I just kept working as hard as I could and telling myself, I'm going to make this work. This is going to be a thing. And also being okay with, all right, if it doesn't happen, that's also God's timing. If this is meant to be, he will make a way and it will work. And I just really felt in my heart that was going to happen. So I kept saying it out loud and it was like by month five, I had my, by month four, I think I had two deals. And then by month five, I had a third. So don't limit yourself. Always say what might feel scary or what might make you feel like you're delusional. Just say it out loud. Manifest it. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And take the action too. I always say that. <laughs> I was just going to say, yeah. Because I think, you, yeah, and, man and manifesting, I think a lot of people assume that you can just believe it and think about it and say it and write it, but it's important that you actually take the action because that's how you're going to make it happen. It's, it's so, so true. true. Yeah, it really is. You just have to like stay the course and be present and have faith. Surrender. Yeah. Yeah. I want to listen Ugh. to that episode. It's pretty good. It's a quick one. We, we battle a lot, but that's typical. I love that. I love just having, not really having anywhere to go, but just being able to be present and. Yeah. Just I think that's what this pandemic did for a lot of us. Honestly, oh, yeah. it made us all slow down, forced us to. Oh yeah. Even though I say that, but I haven't slowed down. I don't know what I'm talking about. No, neither, neither of you. <laughs> well, you've probably slowed, like you've slowed down. Like you've said no to things that are no longer priorities. I guess you're right. To speed up the things that are. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Make room for something better. So we always do a card pull mm. towards the end. Tell everyone where they can find you. I want them to listen to your podcast. It's amazing. And her Instagram is very inspirational. She just posted about bathing suits yesterday. And it really resonated with me because it's so true. This world is about taking everything off and like wearing these skimpy things. And like Punch will tell you, like, I rarely wear anything that's not up to my neck shirt unless it's like a workout and going like yoga or something but even then I wear taller ones and I just love that you posted about being modest 
and not having to, you just gave birth, like be expected to get into a bikini. Yeah. Yeah. I think having also having little girls has just changed my perspective because I'm all for being empowered, loving our bodies, but not needing to prove it. And I think on social media, I think that's what the message is on social media. It's if you are empowered, get naked and whatever, like that is for you. But I I see so many people who are just like sure. And if, yeah, showing their bodies and I think it's okay if that's what you really want to do, but I think that there's other motives behind it at times, like Mm -hmm. to get attention, to get more likes. And I just don't like the message that it then shares to the young girls. This is how you get attention. Yeah. Yeah. This is how you prove yourself. This is your worth. This is what's tied to your worth. And then if you don't do it, then it's, oh, you're a prude or whatever. Ugh, whatever. Let let them say it. What was I going to say? So- Tell us where everyone can find you and I'm going to shuffle the cards and ask the collective or ask the universe for what the collective needs to hear while you Instagram it up. Yeah. So my favorite place to hang out is Instagram. My handle is Kate Krakow, K-A-T-E-C-R-O-C-O. And then my podcast is just called Thinking Like a Boss, like my book. And I share episodes every week. Right now I'm doing a fun season where I'm reading the first few pages of my book and then discussing it. So it's almost like a little book club without having other people involved. I love that. That's really awesome. I love that idea. So Kate, pick left, middle, or right. And I'm using my eternal crystal oracle cards by Jade Scott. I'm going to pick. Okay. All right. A true shuffle. Ooh, punch. Guess what she pulled? There are so many answers to this. I'm going to go with what is the one that I just pulled? Aquamarine. Yeah. Is that what you pulled? Yeah. Yes. I was going to say, I always pull Aquamarine. It's so funny. This is the one I have in my car with me. I'm into the crystals, Kate. Yeah. Oh my God. Steve at Fit Social, he would like find them on the floor. He'd be like, I think you dropped a crystal out of your bra. <laughs> so funny. I'm like, oh, sorry. <laughs> I have not really done research into crystals, but it's something that's on my list. Oh, girl, go listen to our crystal episode for the love of raising your vibration, I think is what we called it. So oh aquamarine. Yeah, I know. So crazy. Um, so it stands for courage throat chakra, which I think this is really applicable to what, Mm. you know, you were just saying that you're not holding back for your second book and you're using your voice and writing a book is using your voice. So aquamarine encourages you to look at the emotional situations in your life from a new perspective, try to be more tolerant and sensitive to other people's needs. Aquamarine can also help you to release any old patterns or beliefs that no longer serve you. It is time for you to calm your energy, quiet your mind, and reduce your stress levels. Know that you have the courage and strength to move forward through any difficult situation in your life. Express yourself, open up, and let your true feelings be heard. There is nothing wrong with asking for help if you need it. It's important that you communicate courageously and clearly what it is that you do and do not want. This is a powerful time for you to move forward in your life. 
Aquamarine is associated with your throat and crown chakra. It helps you to stay focused when you are under pressure, as well as helping you to gain some clarity to make the right choices. Take some time now to weigh up all the positive and negative aspects of the situation. Be honest with yourself and always trust your instincts. Wow. Very timely. Right? Yeah. In the book, there's the pros and cons activity. The next book is pretty big on boundaries. I need these books in my life. Oh, send me your address so I can send you. I'm actually. I will. I will. Thank you so much for joining us. And seriously, this was so fun. And we talked about a lot of great things. Is there anything else like you want to leave everyone with? I would say just get started. Stop waiting for there to be more time, more resources for you to feel more ready. That's That's to write a book. It's just opening a blank document and typing those first words. There's nothing you can do to prepare for what's waiting for you in life. You just have to get started. So So true. true. I've started like two different books. I've only got eight pages done, but they've, they've begun. And yeah, it doesn't have to be linear or anything. You can, like when I write my books, I actually skip around. So I might start by writing the last chapter. And I just like, when I have the inspiration, I write. So I don't feel like I have to go in any specific order. That's amazing. And as per usual, guys, if you want to punch you, rate, review. If you guys want to rate, review, subscribe, and share, that is what keeps us going. And if, as always, you have any topics you want us to cover or any people you want to be, have on, want us to have on, or if you want to come on and chat with us, just let us know. Hell yeah. Love you guys. Um, yes, so thank you so much. So much. Love you. So nice to meet you. Thank you.